many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. All right, now, superhumans. I have a smile on my face, as always, because I get to speak to some of the most brilliant minds in the world. And that is the really cool thing about running the Decoding Superhuman podcast. Yes, it's Boomer Anderson here, and we're back with another episode. And today, we're going to talk about the number one element in the periodic table. Yes, hydrogen. And as always, I brought on an expert, a guest who is really going to give us scientifically backed information around the benefits of molecular hydrogen and how we can use that to both reach epic levels of performance, but potentially treat certain conditions. And again, just remember that this is not medical advice. Nothing on this podcast constitutes medical advice. We're just sharing information. And if you need medical advice, please go see your doctor. But today, my guest is Dr. Mark Circus. He's an acupuncturist, doctor of oriental and pastoral medicine, and a prolific writer. He is the author of some astounding medical and health-related books. Dr. Circus's methods are based on medical science and long years of clinical experience, not only his own, but experiences of other doctors from around the world who have been practicing brilliant medicine. His books are heavily referenced, but the layperson finds little difficulty in understanding his presentation of medical topics. Frankly, this is why I had him on the podcast, because he's able to speak at such a down-to-earth lexicon. For many years, Dr. Circus has been researching into the human condition and into the causes of disease. He has also distilled many of the divergent medical systems into a new form of medicine with which he has coined natural allopathic medicine. And what's interesting is, and before you guys kind of tune out here, is that we get far into both medicine, but also the human performance aspects of one element, molecular hydrogen. And so what else did we get into on the podcast today? Well, of course, if you're wondering to yourself, Boomer, why do you do a whole episode dedicated to molecular hydrogen? We answer that. We get into the relationship between hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. We talk about all kinds of cool gadgets, including the Maxo 2, and how you can use that to really optimize and reach your highest performance states. We talk about how to use molecular hydrogen, both through the gas form, through the water form, as well as the tablet form, and which form is best. But I encourage you to stick this one out all the way to the end, because one of the things that I love is going through these final five questions with all of our guests. And in particular, uh, Dr. Circus's questions are answered very well, and I enjoyed really talking with the man himself. So the show notes for this one are found at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Dr. Circus, that's D-R-S-I-R-C-U-S, and I hope you really enjoy my episode with Dr. Mark Circus. Sponsor for this episode is The Ring on My Finger. No, I'm not married yet, and frankly, before this ring, I hated wearing rings. But I must say, the guys at Aura have done a great job. The Aura ring allows me to track all sorts of crazy things about my sleep, including my resting heart rate, my deep sleep stages, my REM sleep, etc., etc. I really enjoy the feedback and it allows me to make lifestyle decisions to become a higher performer. 
Let me give you an example. So prior to getting the Aura Ring, I would fast essentially 16 hours after my last meal. It didn't matter when that last meal was. However, when I look at my resting heart rate and how that really correlates to my performance the next day, I know I want my lowest resting heart rate coming as soon as possible after going to sleep because that's when all my recovery really starts. So what did I do? Well, it allowed me to adjust really when my last meal was before going to bed. So I have my last meal now earlier in the night. I get better sleep. I get higher quality sleep. And I must say the next day feels amazing. So if you want to check out the Aura Ring, and if you want to pick one up yourself, go to AuraRing.com. That's O-U-R-A Ring.com. Plug in the code BOOMER and you'll get $50 off your order, or 50 euros, depending on your jurisdiction. I really hope you enjoy the ring, and on with the show. Dr. Circus, this is such a joy and pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Boomer. Glad to be here. I know it's quite early there, so uh, thank you again. You know, Dr. Circus, I wanted to have you on the show because you're an expert in this field and something that I've tried to wrap my head around, uh, and that's molecular hydrogen. Do you mind just walking us through exactly what is molecular hydrogen and why this may be important for people to know about? Well, there's hydrogen, and one of its most common forms is molecular hydrogen, is, um, which is H2. Hydrogen, in whatever form, is the backbone of the universe and the backbone of biology of our life. If we're 90, well, between 90 and 99% water, the world's expert in the United States says we're not, by count, we're 99% water. That means H2O is twice as much hydrogen in, inside of our body than oxygen. But this is the form, this H2, in the form of water, in the form of gas, hydrogen gas. And then there's H. There's H minus, and there's H plus. H plus, you, you can measure disease by how much H plus we have in the body. The more H plus, the more acidic we are. So we have a hydrogen economy in, in the world. The Chinese are setting up a city for hydrogen. The sun eats hydrogen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner by the mountain range full. <clears throat> we send rockets up to space with hydrogen. We run cars with hydrogen, buses, and now trains. So hydrogen is everywhere. In fact, in interstellar space, we have hydrogen, ions going at very high speeds. So hydrogen floods the universe, floods our body. So it's important. Without hydrogen, there's no life. You know, we look at carbon, we're carbon-based beings, we look at oxygen, but we don't like to look so much at hydrogen. That is changing, of course, as we're moving to a hydrogen energy and a hydrogen economy, because when you burn hydrogen, what's the byproduct? Water. So it's a non-polluting energy source. Of course, when we use it for nuclear purposes in the, in the sun, we get atomic energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a valuable thing. It's very important. It's very basic. And as such, we find out 
it's one of the best, if not the best, medicine, which makes sense. Oxygen is a medicine when prescribed in a hospital. Of course, you can take it at home. You can breathe it for free without a doctor's prescription. <laughs> but they don't, the medical field, well, it's 10, it's 10 years exactly where the first essay, uh, I guess, in Nature magazine came out talking about hydrogen as a medicine. So it's only 10 years old. Most of the research has been done in Japan and China. Both of these countries use hydrogen in medicine. And now it's coming to the West. It's just hydrogen water is something that's been about around the United States for a couple of years. And hydrogen gas machines, it's only about a year, year and a half, the first machines hit the shores in the United States. So it's very new. But to give you an idea of the power of hydrogen, let's imagine putting on a scuba gear and going down, oh, about 2,000 feet, 700 meters or so, where the pressure is incredibly intense, it's cold, stressful. And how do we live down in, in those conditions? Well, we breathe, the, the world's champion, deep sea diver, this goes back 70 years, he survived by breathing 96% hydrogen and 4% 4 oxygen. So hydrogen as a gas helps us stay alive under the most stressful conditions imaginable, at the limit of physiology and survivability is hydrogen. So imagine instead of us being down 2,000 feet, let's imagine being in an emergency department in the ambulance or ICU, intensive care, and we're near death, everything's going wrong, and then we start pumping in oxygen and hydrogen, keep a person alive and bring them back from death's door. I mean, we're very early in this game. So clinically, you know, compared to 10 years from now, there's a limit to how much I can say in terms of clinical experience and not just my own. Yeah. Dr. Circus, just real quick, before we get on to just sort of practical applications of molecular hydrogen, uh, do you mind just clarifying a point for me? You said something about one of the leading experts in the U.S. saying that the body is... 95%, 99% water. I'm assuming that ex that excludes bone mass and all of that stuff, I imagine, right? No, by, first of all, his name is uh, Gerald uh, Pollock, I believe. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, Dr. Pollock, yeah. He, he basically says by number, we're 99, including everything, 99% water. Other people say 90%, but he's talking about by molecular count. Thank you for clarifying that. Now, Dr. Circus, I, I would love to just, because I think you were just about ready to go down this, the situations in which molecular hydrogen is used. Do you mind just sort of going through the different possibilities for this product? Because I, I think for most people, they're sitting there saying, okay, I know molecular hydrogen because it's number one on the periodic table. My chemistry told me about, chemistry teacher told me about it when I was you know, relatively young, but you mentioned how they use it in the ER. Do you mind going through some of the use cases that you've experienced? Well, in, ter in terms of my own personal experience, you know, I talk about myself or I can talk about my wife, you know, we're using it here at home. Mm -hmm. 
for uh, since February. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me say with myself, I'm six, I was just 66 two weeks ago. At 50, I knew I needed to change my habits. I didn't change anything. And at 60, I went down. I fell, I fell on the tennis court with acid reflux, really painful, got worse and worse and worse until I was crying on the floor. And then I took a pain pill and the pain, pain medication worked so well, it took away the pain and almost destroyed me. I'll make a long story short, a year after that, so five years ago, I almost died one night. I wouldn't let my wife get, call the ambulance and I laid there at the edge of death and eventually I laughed because I knew I wasn't going to die, but I was going to be the edge of death for a couple hours. And it's been a very slow recovery, inch by inch by inch by inch. If you look at my old pictures and my old videos, you can see a total transformation. But it has been a struggle and really inch by inch, month by month. When I was in Rio de Janeiro 10 months ago, I couldn't walk down the block without stopping every 50 meters because of pain. When I came back home and then the hydrogen machine came in February, now I've been throwing the kitchen sink at myself, you know, looking for the most powerful therapies because I needed them for myself. And of course, I want to give them to my readers. And nothing pulled me out of the hole like hydrogen. Hydrogen water, which I've been using for about two years, was nice, helped, but the hydrogen gas pulled me out. And one of the symptoms, forgetting about my general state of being, how I look, my skin, you know, I look much younger than I did a year ago. My feet, I've had neuropathy in my feet for like 10 years, and it was getting worse and worse. And the hydrogen which is so small, of course, it's the smallest thing in the universe. It's the first thing between the frequency universe and the physical universe. You come crashing into the physical, you got hydrogen. You breathe it, it goes to your retina, to the tip of your toes, to your nose, every, to your brain. Nothing stops it. Nothing. So it has its effect in the extreme extremities, which is sometimes the first place to go. It gets into the brain cells, it gets into cancer, it gets into everything and has its effect. And what's its effect? It's hydrogen's very interesting as a medicine. It has two main effects. One, like everything else, it's a source of energy. It runs us. We need it. It goes into the mitochondria. It's part hydrogen is what the mitochondria is all about. It stimulates the mitochondria to function better. But as it stimulates the mitochondria, which creates more oxidation, you have a problem with oxygen and life. You have oxidative stress. You have free radicals. So in the front end, it's an energy. And at the back end, the free radicals coming off of oxidation, it's like it's an antioxidant. It's like water. It turns oxidants to water. It's it, like a car. You have the energy and the waste product, which is water. So it's a perfect medicine. There's no side effects. A little bit of hydration is good for us. <laughs> so it gets everywhere. If you're dying, it works very fast. So forget about me. I'm not in the hospital. I never even went to the doctor in these five years, maybe once or twice, almost six years ago. 
You know, I wasn't really interested in their advice, you know, in their diagnosis. That's another story. But if you, let's, let's go the other end. Let's be put somebody in the uh, dying of sepsis. The dying of sepsis, you know, there's a brilliant doctor who is treating sepsis patients with uh, IVs of vitamin C, B1, and a, um, I forgot the third substance. Uh, Do you mind just quickly touching on what sepsis is for people? Sepsis is uh, when the blood, basically poisoning of the blood. Your end stage, you know, whatever the disease is, whatever's going on, and then the blood starts becoming toxic and you're almost out the door. You know, if the blood changes, if your magnesium level of the blood goes down, you have a heart attack. Blood turns acidic, you're at, you're at death's door. You, there's, no, there's no flexibility there. So it's a, a radical situation. Most people die of sepsis in the emergency room, or I mean, excuse me, intensive care ward. And so there's a brilliant doctor doing something different. This doctor's name is Dr. Paul Merrick. We'll, of course, link to the site in the show notes. Infusions, IV infusions of vitamin C, hydrocortisone, and thiamine, which is B1. He's saving a lot of people's lives. Half, half the industry is applauding his work and looking for new research and the other half is kind of laughing at him because they don't want to listen to anything. They don't want, they don't want anything except what the pharmaceutical companies tell them. Now, hydrogen compared to an IVFC, now hydrogen is also an antioxidant like vitamin C. You can pump, you can attach it to the person's nose and pump it in 24-7 until the person recovers. Hydrogen is, mu- is a, like 137, 100 times smaller than vitamin C. So it works. So imagine this, this doctor having a machine that not only does his injections of vitamin C and all, then you put the person on oxygen and hydrogen whether it be from sepsis, late stage cancer, my first experiences with cancer patients, saving people from, so it, it seems to work for everything. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Circus, just one question that comes to mind when you're talking about hydrogen and is there any danger of overdoing it? You get all of these hydrogen molecules flooding in could you flip it from an acidic state to a way too basic state uh, very quickly? Or is there any danger at all? I haven't heard any reports from anywhere about dangers. It's uh, the body with a, a good hydrogen machine, the body will saturate in about 30 minutes. But if you leave the person on, it's, you, you reach a saturation point and it just disperses after that. Because you can't go past a certain point. It's very mild. Some people, you know, reports from Japan where a lot of people use it in shows. Some people feel immediate energy, um, but it's a very subtle thing. And because you're dealing with the basic level of life, you know, oxygen is dangerous. If you don't use oxygen correctly, it ha- it's toxic. You know, if you don't, in an oxygen tank, if you don't put carbon dioxide in, like, five to 10% carbon dioxide, it'll kill you. Hydrogen and carbon dioxide make 
oxygen safe. Going back to the point on oxygen, like you can go to these oxygen bars or a hyperbaric oxygen chamber and you, you can feel high, right? And so what you're saying about hydrogen is, is that there's none of that sort of high type feeling, or maybe there are in select cases. But as you're going through this experience and getting saturated in 30 minutes, how do you, how do you feel? Because you've had one since February. How do you feel? You know, right afterwards, I don't feel a different, I don't feel anything, but I feel, I felt, especially in the first few weeks, I felt my feet recover. I felt my body recover. I told you I couldn't, in Christmas, I couldn't walk 50 meters without stopping. When I started with the hydrogen gas, I was walking up and down the hills around my house for like an hour and a half. That's how I experienced it. Interesting. And one of the things you mentioned was, is that you had neuropathy in your feet. And, you know, I've worked with seeing many people with sort of either small fiber neuropathy or peripheral neuropathy. And this could potentially offer them a mechanism for a, a pathway, maybe not to, we don't want to say cure because the C word gets us in all kinds of trouble, but maybe relief if you will. Now, I, I guess going back to the molecule itself, since hydrogen is so small, at least in what I've read, it's able to cross the blood-brain barrier. Do you mind touching into why this is significant? Well, it's significant for people who, for sure, with brain cancer or uh, injury, brain injury, it would be very interesting in contact sports if you had a hydrogen machine on the sideline, a powerful one, and somebody got a concussion on the field, of course, that's a frequent thing in contact sports, to flood the brain instantly with hydrogen will protect it, will give it a sense of protection. So even before, and same thing with an, in an ambulance, it's something like oxygen. In the future, if I have anything to do with the future, and I spend a lot of time programming the future and imagining the future. The future of medicine will never be given alone. It'll always be given in combination with hydrogen. Why not? The hydrogen amplifies the oxygen and has a healing effect that the oxygen doesn't. Let's change the parameter totally. Let's talk, let's talk about you. You look very healthy. Let's talk about performance. This is what I wanted to get to next anyway. So you provide the perfect segue, Dr. Circus. So you're perfectly, you're perfectly healthy. If there's such a thing, and there is a kind, there is such a thing. I, I, I've been away from that kind of state, the perfect state, except in my heart. I didn't lose one day of work for these six years, by the way. But it's, a, it's also the perfect anti-aging medicine. Oh, this is a buzzword right now. Yeah. Flooding the body with hydrogen on a daily basis, one or two hours a day, keeps the oxidative stress down, free radical production down, which is basically the bottom line of aging and disease. But if you don't have disease, using hydrogen is the ultimate, safest anti-aging medicine and again, it makes sense because we're at the bottom, we're like at the bottom of the ocean, the bottom of the physical universe is hydrogen. We're ultimate using it in a kind of a way that just keeps us like our engine running cool. The engine of our life, of our metabolism will stay cooler. Hydrogen machines that are built really well run cooler than the less expensive ones. Okay. So just because you've touched on it a few times, I think it's 
and I want to come back to the high performance state because there's a few things that I want to ask there. But uh, the hydrogen machines versus, let's say, you have dissolvable tablets versus hydrogen water. Uh, I know the machines are rather expensive, or at least the ones I've seen. But what is the best way to ingest this? And if the machine is not an option because of cost, what would be like the second best way? And then how often should one be ingesting it or, you know, going through some sort of hydrogen therapy? Well, the best way is both ways. Hydrogen water, which has one route into the body, and hydrogen gas. From the research in China and Japan, it seems like the best approach especially if you're very seriously ill or you're looking for the highest performance would be to combine hydrogen water and hydrogen gas. I used hydrogen water for two years before the hydrogen gas using pills. And I eventually got a machine to make one part per million water with hydrogen gas. It's in my closet now. I don't, I haven't seen it <laughs> in, since I got the hydrogen gas machine. Uh, the pills are very convenient, and I still use the pills. They create like 10 parts per, per million hydrogen gas in the water. I felt, you know, I felt it was a positive thing like almost any other antioxidant or supplement, but it didn't give the knockout punch to my physiological downgraded situation. The gas... Now, if you think about hospitals and doctors and clinics, you know, you can't give, you know, can't give hydrogen water in a pill form to somebody in ICU who's dying. You can give the gas. Hydrogen water is the pet, you know, long term, sure. The best waters in the world is either water with hydrogen or water with magnesium and bicarbonate. The best mineral waters in the world are high in magnesium and bicarbonate. And hydrogen is another factor, but you don't find high hydrogen water in natural forms so much. The machines cost between around 2000 and 6000 There is a machine in China being made for ICU waiting for FDA approval, which is 30000 Of course, it pumps out much more hydrogen, much more oxygen, totally controllable in ICU surgery parlors, so it's not in the market. Machine that can pass to the 30,000 machine comes from Australia. It's like 6,000, really highly engineered, like BMW level machinery. And that, but you can get, hydrogen is hydrogen. The cheapest machine and the most expensive machine are still gonna do the same work. If it produces hydrogen, that's the bottom line. Dr. Circus, a uh, question here. So if I were to kind of break apart high performers, somebody who has an ailment, and then the ICU. So the ICU, it sounds like you want the BMW kind of machine uh, right away, maybe even in the case of having that injury. But if you're a high performer, let's say somebody who's just looking to elevate over the course of years, care about longevity, could these dissolvable pills be the methodology that you use? Or is it, it sounds like it's definitely more effective to get the gas machine, but could you just use these dissolvable pills over time to save yourself some money? 
Well, actually cost you more money. That's more expensive. The pills are expensive. The machines that I like the best actually not only give you the gas, they give you the hydrogen gas, oxygen gas, and they make your water. As the gas moves through the water before it comes to the, the nose, it'll saturate water, like a half a gallon jar, in 20 minutes with oxygen and hydrogen. So the pills, let's say it costs you a buck a pill. And if you're really interested in getting really using it strongly, it's three a day. If you were, if you were really sick and really needing it, maybe five a day. But let's say three a day times 300 uh, days, it's what's what, 900 Nine hundred dollars. Ten, ten ninety about. Uh, so three hundred sixty-five days in the year. Ten ninety, I believe. And forgive me if my mathematics is off there. Yeah. So we're talking a thousand dollars a year. Now that's if you're alone. If you've got a wife or a husband or anybody else in the family, then you double that. So let's say you're just two people. We're talking yeah, maybe two thousand dollars a year. You know, strong, but. Where a machine, you can get a machine, the, the more expensive machine is designed to last forever. I mean, 20 years, 10, 15, 20 years is it's a lot of money. So if you're looking for longevity, it's worth the investment if you can afford it. If you can, as I say, you can go, there are machines on the market for around 2000 that I've already looked at, maybe even less, though I don't know how safe they are. There are safety issues. It's, you know, you need to look at the equipment carefully. Uh, some units just put out hydrogen and no oxygen. My book, on it's called Hydrogen Medicine. The subtitle is really the subject of the book, Combining Hydrogen with Oxygen and Carbon Dioxide, Getting Command of the Three Gases. I don't look, in my medical work, I don't look at anything in isolation. I don't believe in this cures cancer. This cures this. One thing, you're going to put your like bet at the crap table on one possibility. Why? When there are many things we can do and combine together. And the three gases is a great example. It doesn't make any sense to look at one, any one of those three gases alone. Carbon dioxide controls oxygen. You know, talk about performance. You know, one of the most, you, hydrogen, we're talking the basic basis of life. Let's talk about another basis, breathing. Not too many people pay attention to breathing. And yet, the faster we breathe, the less oxygen we get. The faster we breathe, the more carbon dioxide we're getting rid of, which makes sense. Because when we exercise, why is exercise so good? We create a lot of carbon dioxide that forces in a lot of oxygen. We have to breathe out excess ox uh, um, carbon dioxide when we're exercising. But if we're sitting around the computer like we are now, we're sleeping, reading, eating, not exercising, and breathing too fast, what are we doing? Instead of getting rid of too much oxygen, high carbon dioxide, because we, we, we need to because we're exercising, we're getting rid of too much that we don't have. We're not making it, and we're getting rid of it. So we drive down the carbon dioxide levels that constricts the blood vessels, raises the blood pressure, and changes the oxygen disassociation curve. Bottom line, faster you breathe, the less oxygen you get. World champion athletes 
they know how to breathe. So we have devices, very inexpensive, 50 bucks, 35 bucks, that you use and you slow the breathing down, raising the carbon dioxide level of the blood. So you're, these are the breath restriction devices, right? Exactly. You, you increase the CO2, you increase the oxygen, and then you hit with hydrogen, and you have like a, a high-performance sports car. You want to have the mixture perfect. Introducing hydrogen into the carbon dioxide oxygen mix, and we know that's a good idea because what's the normal way of getting hydrogen? We drink water, and we need quite a bit. We need a lot of it, actually. If you do take intake or up your intake of molecular hydrogen, let's say. And let's say I am a high-performing executive traveling all around the world, constantly stressed, all of these things, trying to be healthy by going to the gym all the time and have all of this oxidative stress. One of the things that they could do is have this hydrogen therapy as a mechanism to reducing all of that. Do I have that right? That's correct. Especially if you're traveling all over the world and you're traveling in planes or you live on the west coast of the United States or northern Japan, you know, radiation is a problem in the world. It's increased over the last 50, 60 years. If you travel at high altitudes, you get more cosmic rays. So there's a stress from traveling. And yes, the perfect medicine for oxidative stress caused by radiation by stress, by heavy metals, is hydrogen. Not the only thing. I wouldn't stop the conversation at just hydrogen, but it's something you can plug into before and after strenuous athletic or stressful situations. If you're an executive, forget about being an athlete. It's a constant soothing. It's like a wind. It's a wind that blows against oxidative stress and, of course, inflammation. Oxidative stress causes inflammation. Having too, too little CO2 by breathing too fast and having your oxygen levels, hypoxia, low oxygen, creates oxidative stress. So hydrogen is like a perfect solution. And it's not a solution or it's not a fad. Just go to the sun. It's been burning hydrogen for 5 billion years. And for the next 5 billion years, it's going to continue to burn hydrogen. It's not going to change. Hydrogen's not going to change. It has its specific function as the foundation of the universe and the foundation of our body. So it's simple, safe. If you're on your deathbed, it's fast acting. If you're healthy, it's something day by day, or if you have a chronic condition. Now, I'll, I'll t let me tell you a story about the first person I put on a hydrogen machine six months before I got one myself. It was last August. I had a patient from California who came to me at the end of August, started on my protocol with just hydrogen water. I didn't recommend a hydrogen machine at that point. And she had breast cancer five years ago. They took off her breasts said it would never come back. Five years later, it came back in the chest wall and uh, started my protocol. And a week later, she called me desperate. She had fallen down, lost her capacity to walk. She could just crawl. She was a total mess, total mess, panicking. She went to the emergency room, I guess, twice. 
and they finally diagnosed her with a brain tumor blocking her spinal fluid, basically knocking her out, destroying her. I said, let's get you a hydrogen machine. She got it. 30 days later, she was sending me notes. I'm fine. I'm, it, nobody can believe what's going on with me, but I'm back to normal. I'm running around. A few weeks later, she called me complaining she was gaining weight. She had to buy new clothes. This kind of, you know, well, I started writing my hydrogen book exactly when I got this report from her, just like getting slapped in the face. Wow. And if it work, you know, that can help in that kind of situation. And then I had, right away, I had another person who had cancer, chemo, radiation, and then was looking for treatment for me. And she sent me before and after pictures from 30 days on the hydrogen. The first, she was with her kid. She had a two-year-old kid. And the first picture you could see, my wife gave me a hard time about this, but you could, you could see her distress. You could see she could have cancer. She looked sick. 30 days later, she looked like a fantastic model, beautiful woman, happy, smiling with her child and the ski, you know, like a bus, ski bunny in the snow. So in the, all of these situations, it's only, is it 20 minutes a day or is it multiple times a day that they're on these machines? Well, if you die, if you really need it, you mean you're dying, you plug your person in if you're in ICU and you don't, you don't take it off until they get out of bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. why, why should you? I, I like to use it like an hour myself, like an hour a day. Uh, if you, if if you're having facing a serious disease, really serious, you want maximum results, two hours a day, or especially if you're really sick in a, in a good machine, you put it in at night and go to sleep and all night long. I want to just move into the, the final five questions that I always ask everyone because I know we're running late on time here and you've been very gracious with your time. And I guess the first question that I have to ask everyone is, or I want to hear your opinion on is, what is health to you? Hmm, big question. <clears throat> <laughs> well, health is combination. You talk about physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Can't really separate one level from the other. You can be physically perfect and an emotional mess. You're going to suffer. And eventually your body will suffer with it. I mean, the levels are related to each other. My background, like my earliest essays about the fountain of youth and living, those, I have a poem, those in love stay young forever. I have one of my first books is called Heart Health. And it's not about like cardiology and the physical pump. It's about the emotional center that's in our chest. It resonates with the color green. The hardest thing or the greatest thing I ever did was throw down my very complex mind and opened up my heart, where my heart overcame my mind, which was so complicated and conceptual 40 years ago. And now all my work comes more from my heart than my mind. My mind kind of is a slave to my heart. So it's I'm a very slow thinker. I, I have space where I've trained myself to not think. So every thought matters. I can appreciate every thought I have. Even the bad thoughts, I can get rid of them in less than a half a second 
because I can see them coming. It's not like I'm, and I thought that was the answer to health. And then at 60 years old, it wasn't enough. I was breathing too fast, breathing too heavy. I wasn't exercising enough. I was eating like crazy and wrong foods. So health to me is a combination of balancing the different levels emotionally, spiritually, of course, I mean, is love and how connected we are to other people important for health. I keep my health and improve my health, not only with hydrogen and oxygen, and we could talk for a minute about EWAT, exercise with oxygen, because I use a dedicated hydrogen machine, but I get my oxygen with exercise with oxygen. What is EWAT, if you don't mind touching on it quickly? EWAT is one of the most powerful therapeutic interventions. It's exercise with oxygen. It was practiced for 20 years in Europe in a certain way, and now we have a new way. But basically, you have a bicycle in the house or a treadmill or a trampoline, rower. You have an oxygen concentrator, either 5 or 10 liters per minute. In the old days, you just take the, the tube, a small tube out of the concentrator, get on the bike, exercise, and breathe 10 liters a minute of oxygen. Now, and I have a book about this, Anti-Inflammatory Oxygen Therapy, published in New York, and instead of using a the little tube and 10 liters a minute, you fill up a bag, 900 liters of oxygen. Fill up the bag, then you get on the bicycle, then you use a very thick tube with a big mask, and you get on the bicycle, get your heart rate pumping, your lungs pumping, and you breathe in an avalanche. You could be breathing 40, 50 liters a minute of purified oxygen while you're creating all the CO2, ramrodding like a ramjet the oxygen into the capillaries and into the cells. This literally saved my life five years ago. I had my near-death experience. And then five days later, I got this system delivered to my door. And it was a Friday night. I didn't even have my bicycle yet. And I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. But I got, on, got to the machine, put the mask on, and started running for my life to get more oxygen. And this thing saved my life. It couldn't cure me, but it pulled me out of the, the deepest hole. Sounds a lot like the Livo 2 machine. I started out... You know, in my book, uh, promotes the Live O2, but I've switched to another brand. This company sent me a different unit. The mask is much better, and the bag, instead of being sewed, which means a Live O2, when you fill the get bag up, it leaks like a sieve. If you fill it up and come back the next morning, it deflates. The one I'm using, not only does it is it sealed, means it fills up and it doesn't leak. It has a rib cage. So when it f comes down to the end and you're in your last minute or two using it, a few minutes, it puts pressure on the bag to force the rest of the oxygen out to you. What's the name of that machine? It's called the Max O2, M-A-X-X-O2. I'll link to that one in the show notes along with, I, I believe the hydrogen machines are on your website. Is that correct? Yeah, I have a dedicated site for hydrogen machines. It's called hydroproducts.info, and I show four or five different companies and show comparisons between the different machines. 
Dr. Circus, I think the next question is very interesting to me to ask you. What do you wish people would know or realize about health that they don't already? Uh, I guess, said another way, what do you wish people would be more aware of? I wish people would be more aware of the most important thing in their life, which is their next breath. If they don't take it, they're dead. That's how important it is. It might take two minutes, three minutes, some people who train five minutes to die, but you die pretty quickly. So it makes sense how you take that next breath and how you breathe 24 seven is really important. I mean, I can't tell people how important it is. It's like telling people how important God is or how important pure consciousness is. Breathing is the foundation. It's like if you can remember an old car, with a carburetor, the whole car could be perfect, but if the carburetor wasn't set right, you'd be chugging down the block. Breathing is like the carburetor and how you breathe. I meditated for decades and learned to get to pure consciousness, but I didn't, I didn't include breathing in my meditation practices. For the last five years, now breathing is the more important aspect of my meditations. And as I go year by year, even month by month, it becomes clearer to me how important it is. Doctors do not look at it that way. They don't look at how the faster you, you cannot be healthy. You cannot be healthy and you cannot perform to high performance standards if you're breathing too fast. You can't, it's physiologically impossible. So if you're breathing at 20 breaths a minute, you're probably on the verge or already have cancer. The second thing, if you, you didn't ask, would be tuning to the heart, coming from the head in meditation every day to, and there are exercises very fast. You just drop your consciousness. I have, a, my book is about the tears of the melting heart. Every time we go in or out of our hearts, there's usually some tears. The heart, it's where it's all about. Life, love, health. So I, I, st I stick with the basics. I stick with the basics. Extremely insightful. We just had a previous podcast guest, Dr. Michael Hamilton, came on and just talked completely about breath work and how important it was for high performance. With that, and you may have hinted at this, given you talked about breath work, what's your top trick for enhancing your own focus to get work done? Imagination. I imagine what I want to do, and then I do it. <laughs> I, I really don't have very much lacking in that area. Like Even when I was dying, and I was rolling on the floor in pain with my sternum in this acid reflux, after the attack would pass, and I'd roll over out of the floor, I'd roll right back into my chair, and at that moment, I was writing a book on selenium. So I'm very inspired and the inspiration, it comes from my heart. And the inspiration, the heartfelt inspiration is always leading me forward. These past years, I've tried to get away from work, to relax more, spend more time in breathing. And I live, I live in paradise, 40 meters from behind my house. I go down to the river and sit there for hours and go swimming. And I mean... I used to work 14 hours a day to do the impossible, and now I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. Whatever I want to do, if I imagine it first and see it, even things I don't imagine, 
my life is full of things beyond my imagination that happen to me. I work a lot with my imagination. And sports, same thing. If you see yourself in any situation, you could be a golf player and you imagine your golf swing. It's better imagining it than actually practicing for improvement. And same with sports, anything. If you imagine it first, you tend to shape not only inside, but the reality around. And it tends to, it is, what is imagination? It's the creative power. So we create what we want and we create it with the imagination. It's beautiful. I got a final question for you, Dr. Circus. For those listening, if they want to find out more about you, where should they go? DrCircus.com. D-R-S-I-R-C-U-S.com. I have probably 11, 1200 pages, different essays. So you can see my thinking and my work on just about everything. We'll link to all of this in the show notes, of course, which is decodingsuperhuman.com slash Dr. Circus. But Dr. Circus, I want to acknowledge you for all of the work you're doing and frankly, taking the time to educate me as well as the audience about molecular hydrogen. And we actually got more into carbon dioxide and oxygen than I even expected. So thank you so much for taking the time today. uh, And I really appreciate everything that you do. Well, Thanks, Boomer, for having me. It's been a pleasure. To all the superhumans listening, have an absolutely epic day. Superhumans, before you go, can I ask two favors? Did you enjoy that episode? If so, can you send me an email at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com? Provide any feedback, positive or negative. I would love to hear from you. And for those of you who have really taken advantage of that, you know I respond to each email. Secondly, if you did enjoy the episode, can you head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, any one of your favorite podcast listening platforms, and give Decoding Superhuman a five-star rating. It would really be appreciated. And then finally, for those of you who are looking at taking an informed approach to health, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com. Check out what we have going on over there, and if you want to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me, you're going to have that option. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day, and remember as always, choose health.